right, welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. My name is Scott McKenzie, and this podcast is uniquely positioned. And what I mean by that, we bring the medical industry, the medical professionals to you, and we talk about better pain management. We talk about rehab after surgery. We talk about improved mobility. And we talk about preventative care. And you know what else? We talk about so much more on this particular podcast. Now, thank you for joining this podcast. So let's get on with the interview. All right, welcome to In Your Corner with Cora Physical Therapy. Remember, I've got to make the plug for Cora Physical Therapy. Go out to CoraPhysicalTherapy.com. That should be your first uh, starting point. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns about your health, CoraPhysicalTherapy.com. It is a friendly location to find answers. All right, Kathleen is in the hot seat, in the in your corner hot seat. How are you doing, Kathleen? Doing great. Thanks for having me today. Ah, it's great. It's great. I mean, I'm excited about this conversation. Okay, listeners, we're going to be talking about sleep. And you're saying to yourself, Scott, yeah, sleep is important. Yeah, sleep's important. It's got a lot of importance in your life. All right. Before we get into that, Kathleen, give us a little background on who you are. Thanks so much for that. I'm Dr. Kathleen Davenport. I'm oh, the- Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to interrupt. Sorry, I didn't call you a doctor. That's okay. Don't make that mistake, <laughs> listeners. She's a doctor, <laughs> doggone it. I just went right in. It's like she's at my house. I'm, hey, Kathleen, you want to- You can call me, hey, you. I answer all kinds of things. <laughs> Sorry it's about all that. Right. <laughs> Dr. Kathleen, again, proceed. <laughs> I'm the director of physiatry at HSS Florida and the company physician for Miami City Ballet. Um, and excited to come in and talk about the importance of sleep because generally we all do it, but most of us don't get enough of it. Okay. Let's talk dance. I got to sleep, but I got to talk dance. How did you get involved with uh, just dance? The, 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 it, 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 how? Because that's serious stuff. Miami City Ballet. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so I'm their Serious. doctor. Great company. Um, I've always been a lifelong dancer and wanted to care for dancers. So when I did my specialty and my fellowship train in sports medicine, I also did additional rotations to work with dancers and have served on a lot of local, national, and international boards for dance medicine to advocate for dancer health and support my local dancers and to keep them on their toes and keep them moving and dancing. What type of dancing do you do? What do you, I mean, there's dance and there's dance, there's dance. So what, yes. what is sort of your focus? <laughs> so I was trained what we call classical dance. So ballet, jazz, tap, modern, and I majored in dance in college. And then now I actually do ballroom dancing. And my husband, who was always like a track athlete, has now come into the ballroom dance world, which has been a yes. lot of fun. Yes, it it's been really great. It is a lot of great. fun. My wife yes. and I do ballroom dancing all yes. the time. Oh, yeah. That's so awesome. Uh, let's put it this way. I throw her around as if I know <laughs> what I'm doing, but uh, we do have fun, and that is so great. And boy, is it an exercise. It is. It's balance. It's cardio. It's social. It ticks a lot of boxes, and um, so we really enjoy it. It's a Yeah, great, you can't be loosey-goosey with, uh, with ballroom. You have to, you have to bring yeah. your A game or somebody's Exactly. Following. All right. Enough of that. That's cool. I like that a lot. Love I can it. talk about dance all the time. All right. Let's talk sleep. Now, we all, this is sort of why is sleep important? So, so sleep is our recovery state. And so during our sleep cycles, we're actually able to restore our bodies and recharge for the next day. 
And that studies have shown that when we don't sleep enough and we have a lack of sleep, that we can have increased risk of injuries, even like what I take care of, like sports injuries, we can have issues with our mood, decreased memory, all of those things. I think we've all been there where we haven't had that great night of sleep and we just wake up not feeling so great. Our whole bodies don't feel great. Our mental state is not great. We're fuzzy. So sleep is essential to keep us going through our day. How do I know? How do I know I'm not getting enough sleep? I really, it's interesting because yeah, you're absolutely right. I didn't realize the increase in injury. That's, that makes sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's thought. interesting. Yeah. Cause I've seen that increase of injury across all ages. So a study <laughs> came out looking at kids, you know, and if kids don't get enough sleep, then they can have more injuries. So it's really important across all ages. New piece of information. Now, now I have something to say. I got to go to bed. I don't want to exactly be injured right. in the morning. That's exactly right. I want to get out of the right <laughs> but, side of the bed, not the wrong side of the bed. So here's the funny thing. Everybody talks about, okay, I need eight hours. I need seven hours. I need six hours. I need nine hours. I need whatever. What, what is the, what, what is enough sleep? And how do you know that you're getting good sleep so that you don't get injured in the morning? <laughs> so it is true that people do generally need slightly different times of sleep. You know, so some people can get away with like five hours of sleep, but most of us need closer to seven to nine hours. So the average person needs seven to nine hours of sleep to really feel rested in the day. And there is some research that says that we sleep on like hour and a half cycles. So maybe like seven and a half hours would get you to an hour and a half cycle. But you do have to bring in time that perhaps you're someone that takes longer to fall asleep. So maybe it's this eight hours of sleep because it's a half hour to fall asleep, seven and a half hours of really good sleep. So that's kind of what's important. Well, my Fitbit said I had an uh, 89 score. Not so I've been bad. Tracking, but, but Thursday I had a 92 score. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. And, then, and of course, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the red is not good. The blue is good. There you go. And that is one way. Now we have a lot of sleep trackers that we're wearing on our phones. So there really isn't an excuse of like forgetting that you're getting enough sleep these days. And I, and it's, it's surprising how that data, that information, you might get weird about the whole thing, but it is, it's, it's spot on. I mean, it it, it can, and it's only going to get better, right? Oh yeah. The wearable technology is getting better and better. Right there, baby. Yeah, and it's, and it's it tra- Of course, your fitness. You're doing everything else. I'm a data junkie, and so it's you know, I get to talk to you about it because nobody else will listen about the. <laughs> I think it's great. I do think it's great to help us be healthier, help track how our sleep is doing. It's a good thing. So, give us some dysfunction. What what, what would give us some ideas of what would create dysfunction. And then what we'll do is we'll say, I got it. Yeah. Been there, done that. Everybody's going to say, aha, yes, I know that. And then what are some of those solutions? So let's talk dysfunction. What, what can cause sleep challenges? So sleep challenges can be caused by a lot of things. So um, it's interesting because I went to a lecture actually at a dance medicine conference. I went to a lecture and one, it was about sleep because it is so important for dance injuries as well. And it was interesting because it was a 45 minute lecture and 40 minutes was spent on all the things that are problematic. If we don't sleep, you know, how we can get injured, how we can have car accidents, how we can have poor mood. And the end five minutes was like, okay, how can you have more sleep? 
And the truth of the matter is most of us do know this. We'll go through it, but if you're honest with yourself, you kind of know the things that can help you sleep. But the problem is that we're not going to do those things that are really great for us until we take sleep seriously. You know, if we keep saying, oh, I'd rather watch that one more program or get on my phone one more time or do these things to go to bed later, we all have our reasons that we procrastinate going to bed or don't get up and get on a regular sleep cycle. And until we really take sleep seriously of all the things that it can do for us if we sleep well, and then against us if we don't sleep well, it's really hard to make those changes, just like changing exercise or diet. It's the same idea. See, sleep is, uh, you touched on something that like diet. I mean, I guarantee you that that diet can impact sleep, right? Oh, Yeah. They impact each other, you know, yeah. and it's also timing. So like you yes. eat a few hours before bed instead of right before bed. So ideally eating like two hours before you go to sleep. So you have plenty of room to digest, plenty of time to digest. And then of course, not drinking alcohol or caffeine too close to bed because those can change how we fall asleep. Okay. So I wrote down two hours before mm-hmm. stop eating. Ideally, that's the ideal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and sometimes I like a drink of wine, but give me a time. <laughs> You're so, helping me succeed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put together your personal sleep program here for you no, while we're here. <laughs> you can join me for the ride, listeners. <laughs> so ideally, again, having like a small amount of alcohol several hours before so we can go through. Because I think maybe maybe some of us have overindulged not to raise my hand at all. And halfway through the night, you kind of wake up as your body's kind of process this and you get that flip where the downer kind of becomes an upper a little bit as your body's process everything out. So it can cause some sleep disturbances in that way. So a lot of people have a nightcap right before bed, not a lot, but some people have a nightcap right before bed because the downer attributes of the alcohol can help them fall asleep, but they tend to be people who then have a more restless night through the night. See, it's funny because I, uh, uh, if I drink a, to drink a wine or something. It could be at five. Let's say, let's say yeah. my standards five. I got to, I can drink at five, not before, but five. And, uh, I, I just, I just get all mellow and I almost fall asleep then. Yes. So that's it. <laughs> is that it can Don't help you fall asleep initially, but then it can right. also disrupt your sleep partway yeah. through the night. Yeah. I'm, I'm a lousy guess if I'm going to drink <laughs> and I'm going to fall asleep <laughs> in your chair. That's for sure. <laughs> So let's let's talk about stress. Now we've talked about food, we've talked about alcohol, stress. I I I don't have an answer for that. People are dealing with stress. They deal with stress uh, ways. I don't know. What, what, how do we how do we deal with that? Stress is such a major issue, especially right now with a pandemic. We have more stresses, you know, in our life rather than less. I mean, to say the least. And so stress management is huge. And I always say you just have to fight the fight, right? It's not that stress is going to go away. It's that we have to find ways that we can manage it. And especially those constant ruminations, those constant narratives that happen in our mind. I don't know about you, but I lie down and all of a sudden everything I could think about just happens to show up in my head. It's awful. Yes, it (laughs) It is is. awful. So there are many ways that we can work with that. So 
again, these are ideal and I know life isn't ideal, but the more things that we can incorporate into our sleep hygiene, the better. So really having a clear sleep regimen before bed can help trigger the brain into a more sleepy, less stressful pattern rather than a more alert pattern. So just like in the morning, if we get up, maybe we have a cup of coffee to get awake. Maybe we do a little exercise or a little stretch. Maybe we kind of do this to wake ourselves up. These are all tricking our brains to say, wake up. We can trick our brains to say, go to bed. So it's the same idea. The clear sleep regimen. What does that mean? Yeah. So a good sleep hygiene or sleep regimen, that's things like shutting your brain down. So for example, you know, turning off the screens, even though we're seeing each other through a screen, turning them off before bed. And again, it's kind of this one to two hour before bed, winding things down. So switching to something more analog, you know, so if we're going to do some puzzles that are like calming down, like a crossword puzzle or reading a book, but really getting over the screens if possible and doing something less stimulating. Some people will drink like an herbal tea to calm themselves down. And then meditation can be very helpful. And meditation is really a practice. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes kind of forcing yourself to find the right meditation app or instructor that works for you and how your brain works. And it takes doing it over and over again. I'll confess, I go through phases where I'm really good about meditation and sure enough, my sleep is better. And then kind of like physical therapy, I get good at it. And then I stop it because I'm like, oh, I'm sleeping better now. And then lo and behold, my sleep patterns switch back the direction I don't want them to go. See, it had to be consistent. How about this? This, I can't, it's a phone. Uh, uh, If you're watching Mm -hmm. on video, it's a phone. I can't, you know, you sit there. And, and it, it became real when you said, hey, what, what's that? How do you get that downtime? You can never get downtime from screen time because if you're always looking at your phone. That's exactly rifling through, right. Rifling through. Yep. So I do think having periods of time where you are off your phone are essential. And there are um, settings on your phone to have like nighttime mode, which will decrease the blue light, which can, again, it's all about tricking your brain like the sun going down, you know, that will, that will turn off some of those triggers to your brain that say, be alert. There are settings on your phone that you can set an automatic night mode starting at nine o'clock or seven o'clock. So whatever your bedtime is putting that night mode on two hours beforehand, will start that trigger for your brain to say, Oh, I'm moving into sleep time. Will age impact sleep? It can. So as we age, we might need different hours of sleep. So actually our peak hours needed of sleep tend to be in our teenage years, going through puberty, going through all those hormonal changes, going through a lot of things. A lot of times adolescents and teenagers need the most sleep in terms of their brain function. And actually, as we age, sometimes we still should try to get the same amount of hours as we sleep. But as we age, our bodies may need different amount of hours of sleep. And it can be a little bit more difficult to stay asleep through the night because body functions change. So as we age, sometimes we get up more in the night and go to the bathroom, things like that. And that can disrupt our sleep patterns. So a lot of it is trying to look at maybe hour and a half cycles rather than, you know, nine hours continuous, because that might not be as possible as we age. There are a couple of things that 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 add. I like a heavy blanket. I like it to be cold. Heavy blanket. Is that yes? I mean that's, that's great. Ah, see, <laughs> that's great. That's so natural. Awesome. I see, you're doing 
find some good things there. Thank so some, some basics to what we call sleep hygiene are sleeping in a cold, dark room, you know, yes. which we assume most bedrooms are that you save that room for sleep and sex. So you're not having a lot of other stimulus in there. So again, the brain is going, this is kind of you know, calm time, restful time, you're really activating the, the triggers of our system that says this is a safe place, you know, not a stimulus place, you don't have to run from here. And then preserving those rooms for that. And then the blanket, actually, there are weighted blankets that some people use for anxiety that can also really help especially if having a heavy blanket is too hot, you can get a weighted blanket, which for some people is lighter, but still has that weight that gives that anti-anxiety, anti-stress body feedback. It's, it's amazing how it works. I mean, I, I look at, I've got a big quilt, so I like, I like the puffiness and all that yes. stuff and I feel all cuddly and warm and everything. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you something about apps. Now there are, there are tons yes. And they, they advertise all the time, apps on sleep, here, listen to this, whatever, breathe in, breathe out, whatever. Are they effective? Yes. So there are different types of apps. So there can be apps for like meditation to help those sleep. The biggest meditation app is Headspace. That's the most common one. Hmm. Um, but there are many apps out there for meditation. Those can, and there are certain meditations for alertness and certain meditations for like sleep meditation. So if you find a very large app that has a lot of content, you can find sleep meditations. And then there are different apps like your Fitbit apps or your, you know, other health wearable technology apps that really look at your sleep cycles and how you're doing in terms of your sleep cycles. And both of those can be helpful to monitor, am I getting enough sleep and what's affecting that? All right. I have a good, clean sleep area. Uh, It's cold and dark. I've got my app. I understand my age. I'm monitoring it. And I, I think I'm shutting down my, but I still need some help. What about some natural uh, options out there that people talk about melatonin and so on and so forth? Yep. So there are pills and the most natural option out there that I'm going to throw out there is exercise. So obviously, I think we've all been there where we've been really busy working around the garden or taking a big walk, maybe we went on vacation, had a huge hike somewhere, and we sleep great because we are so tired. So obviously using our bodies releases our natural hormones, and that's where melatonin comes in, is that the best way to get those hormones and get those natural sleep things is to tire ourselves out. And so, so many times when we're sitting in front of screens all day and getting stimulus to stay awake and then not using our bodies, which are our natural stimulus to saying, hey, I'm worn out today, I need to recover, it can be a double, it can be a double hit to our sleep system. So the best natural hormone, quote unquote, is the exercise because that releases our own body hormones, which gets rid of some of those stress hormones that can help with stress management and increase those sleepy hormones like melatonin, as you mentioned. So you can get melatonin over the counter, which is the same substance that our body naturally makes to get trigger the sleep response. And I think melatonin is one of many things to help, but I always worry about people trying to find like a quick fix or an easy pill because obviously we all want the magic thing. We all just want to like do whatever we want to do, drink a glass of wine right before bed, do all the, all the bad things and still have an amazing night's sleep. And unfortunately the body doesn't work like that. So I do worry with people who want to rely on just one 
pill out of about 10 different things that are required to optimize sleep. I think it's a good approach. Like you're just saying, we've gone through a litany of options that are available to individuals today. And I would go through those before anything beyond that, because that makes, that makes complete sense. I, I, yes, I want that pill that says now all of a sudden I'm not fat and I don't, (laughs) and I can eat that cake because I love cake and all of that stuff. And, and, uh, it just doesn't and work makes out. your dancing better naturally. <laughs> Any pill must also make the dancing better. You ever watch Bruno Mars? <laughs> How does he move like that? That just I know. I, that's the pill I need. Whatever he's on, that's what I need. Time. I'll send it to my wife. I was like, check this out. <laughs> the guy's just floating. I, I he's floating. He is an amazing <laughs> dancer. Oh boy, is he ever! All right, great stuff. We've covered a lot in such a short period of time. Uh, Headspace is an app? Yes. Okay, very good. And then, uh, of course, we've done all that stuff. So listen to this again. Get better sleep. Seven to nine hours. That's your goal. Get a Fitbit. I look at that all day long. I don't know why. I can't do anything about it. But I do wake up going, wonder what my score is today. Did I do the right thing, you know? (laughs) <laughs> so how do people get a hold of you and said, gosh, I want to know more about this? That's a great question. So I'm at HSS Florida in West Palm Beach. Our number is 561-657-4600. And you can call us, have an appointment and go from there. She's a doctor. She knows what she's talking about. Do not, do not forget about taking care of yourself. And that's that's sleep too as well. Work out. Sleep. Too. It's what the doctor ordered. And sleep is what the doctor ordered. Yes, I'm going to put that on a bit for bumper sticker. <laughs> but also exercise. Please. Movement is medicine. Absolutely. There you go. All right. Kathleen, thank you very much. That was an excellent conversation. I enjoyed the heck out of it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is great. All right, listeners, once again, go out to corephysicaltherapy.com. Find out more. That's a great website. It's easy. You can it's got it's got great things to find out. Find out more. Go to corephysicaltherapy.com. All right, thank you very much. And we're gonna have another great interview shortly. 